Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You are listening to Linux in the Hampshire. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello everybody and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 331 of Linux in the Hampshire. And this is our what would normally be a deep dive episode but since the four feelers slash interview requests slash topic things that i put out there have fallen on deaf ears or have met with folks who were unable to participate tonight we're just going to have a roundtable discussion and do uh, announcements and feedback so we'll have a show it will be fun We'll have listeners on with us tonight in the chat, so you'll hear some other voices than the usual folks. But we'll start with the usual folks on this, the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. And we'll, uh, we got two people in the chat tonight, so we'll just uh, introduce them and have them say hello. The first one is Chris, Kilo 8 Tango Uniform X-Ray, who has an awesome call sign, just like very close to mine. <laughs> hello, everyone. And we also have one of the Dons, KB2YSI, the uh, New York Don. How's it going, Don? Going great. Good evening, everyone. All right. And we might have people pop in and out we have no idea but uh we're just gonna kind of wing it here and talk about some things and i know we we wanted to start the show because we had a relevant question that was about to come up from chris k-t-u-x and uh it's about ft8 so why don't you go ahead and start us off with a question about ft8 all right uh i i do understand the reason for things like field day oh by the way I'm fairly new. I've only been a ham for two years. I'm only a technician. Hopefully Saturday will become a general. Um, I understand the relevance of, of trying out your gear and and seeing what's going to work in the field and what isn't. My, my question is mainly, what is the big deal with FTA? Why do we just have these real short connections? I mean, basically, it's just uh, it's just your call sign and where you're at, correct? Generally speaking, when you're doing FT8 or Whisper or any of the other weak signal work, the the entire QSO is, in fact, just, you know, announcing yourself, having someone come back to you, telling you where they are. You tell them where you are. They tell you your signal report. You tell them your signal report. Then you say 7-3 and go on your merry way. And uh, this all actually started well before FT8. Uh, with modes like JT9 and JT65. Um, the whole point of these modes is to try and make communication over, um, you know, HF with as little power and as little actual discernible signal as possible. That's sort of like 
what what's going on they're trying to make it so that no matter how little signal is getting from point a to point b you can still actually have a contact the problem with that is you have to fit a lot of error correction a lot of uh repetitive data um into the packets so that they can be properly decoded and the more data you try and do that in the in in a tiny little bit of bandwidth you're you're limited to how many characters how many how many baud exactly you can send um with those weak signals and so if you wanted to have a long communication you'd have to have more bandwidth and a stronger signal uh like for PSK31 and and modes like that so these modes like FT8 and JS9 um or JT9 sorry um avail themselves of being able to send very small bits of data with very limited bandwidth over weak signals. Um, so you can't have like big, long QSOs this way. And it's also super easy to make contacts this way. It's, uh, I mean, it's literally about laziness in a lot of cases. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. You can actually just set the computer to make the contacts for you and walk away, right? Yeah. It's not quite that automatic um you do have to find the signal you do have to initiate the contact and then as long as the signal is good enough the computer on both sides will automate the remainder of the qso um but it doesn't start automatically you you do have to initiate it yourself you do have to set yourself on the right on on a clear part of the passband um, so it is not entirely automated. It is largely automated, but not a hundred percent. Okay. Well, I, I guess uh, um, I, I understand the the getting the data through and the noise. I just I guess I'm confused, being new, as to people just making connect, contacts and then essentially hanging up. You know, <laughs> right? That's well, okay. I'm new too, and I I don't really get it either. So I mean, for for folks who like to contest it's it's um a lot like a contest for folks like me who um don't really like to contest necessarily but it's something i can do sort of in conjunction with other things i do during the day it's really easy to make contacts and it's just nice to be able to see where your signal goes and and where you can get to um if you're a rag chewer then obviously this is not a mode for you however um, JS8 call is a hybrid between FT8 and JT9 and modes like that and actual QSO modes. But you find out pretty quickly that because you're doing weak signal work and you have a limited amount of data you can pass in a certain uh, time window, that those conversations can take a long time if you want to have a real conversation. But you're still able to have a conversation using a mode like JS8 call or FT8 where a single sideband communication would be impossible. So I guess, I guess that's what prompted my question. What, what actually got me to decide to go for my general was, uh, finding a a channel where the gentleman, uh, Oscar hotel eight, Sierra, Sierra Tango, November actually does a lot of JS8 call and talks about a lot of, uh, 
preparedness. And, you know, I'm not a, a prepper or anything, but there have been situations where things have happened, particularly here where I live, and, and you know, people kind of go crazy. And, well, if I can have communication when the cell phone's down, well, that's kind of what prompted me to go this route and why I, I wondered in searching at all these different uh, digital modes, why FT8 was so popular and JS8 call didn't seem to be. Well, FT8's just easy. It, it is easy. And I will say you can have a QSO. You can have a normal type QSO in very small chunks using FT8. It's just no one uses it that way. Yeah. I mean, because you can, you can set all the data you want to send in FT8. You don't have to use the automated process. Um, but no one that I'm aware of does that. If someone wants to have an actual QSO using weak signal work, they're, they're using JS8 call. Okay. Well, that that's very informative. Thanks. Yeah, and it's a good tool, like like uh, Russ said, to to test out your equipment as well. You know, it gives you a good kind of propagation information about your signal and times of day. And I think it's uh it's kind of educational for people that probably have limited HF experience once they get on there because they can kind of learn that oh yeah, there's a lot of people on FT8 on 20 meters during the day and not so much on 80, but then like about four o'clock in the afternoon, 80 starts popping up and stuff like that. So it does, it does kind of teach people where contacts are possible at what time and on what band. And I think it's, uh, it's definitely improved, uh, the ability to catch, uh, you know, VHF openings that are really short, like, uh, you know, some tropospheric stuff that you get on two meters and up. And then of course, uh, E season for, uh, for six meters where a lot of those openings are very, very short. And, uh, you know, even with saying, you know, you know, uh, Echo Lima 96, 59, blah, blah, blah. You know, you might not get it with repeating a few hundred times. <laughs> so, um, you know, and also doing stuff like, uh, uh, you know, meteor scatter and stuff like that, where you're just hitting those, you know, pings and those burns. Uh, they have a lot of digital modes specifically for those kind of things where you can get an entire packet of information across and uh and obviously uh, moon bounce is a is a very popular now because it makes it very obtainable for people in a, a very modest station with a you know a single you know 13 element 2 meter yagi you can work uh you know moon bounce now where that was never a possibility because you just didn't have enough gain okay well i have a i have a decent rig now my next step is uh, i i think i'm going to put up a long wire antenna i think that's going to be my best bet where i'm at especially since it's more wife friendly than erecting a tower <laughs> so yeah, it does I, come with its own set of shortcomings. Um, but as long as you're well, well aware of that going into it, that, you know, a lot of your signal gets eaten up in, uh, in your antenna matching device. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a compromise setup, but it does allow you to get on multiple bands with, uh, something that's very, very eye friendly. Right. Well, hopefully Saturday, maybe I'll have something in the air. And, and I guess maybe I should just start with FT8 since I can talk to you guys. <laughs> well at least for us right <laughs> i have been on in a little bit on fta i kind of gave it a rest after plowing through like a thousand contacts in a month so it's, uh, you could definitely do a lot of contacts so if you're you're just earning your world worked all states and stuff like that or your county chaser and stuff like that this is a very popular mode because you get very very precise information automatically logged into your system so you kind of get that uh that instant gratification for uh for making the contact so that's why it's kind of addictive it's 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 instant gratification it's like oh yeah i worked this i worked that oh i worked that you know that's why you see russ on there i worked uh would you work uh something some country today <laughs> i worked um i worked hungary and poland 
today and I was working on Serbia. Didn't quite get them. And then as the gray line came across, I was actually working on uh, China, which I don't hear China a lot. Yeah. And uh, they were com- they were coming in to me at a plus two. Um, yeah, that's loud. Yeah. But they were they were getting a lot of uh, people and they, they never responded to me. But <laughs> I mean, China, China does not show up on my grid tracker uh, like ever. <laughs> so. So is it uh, typically on like 80 meters or is it on all bands? All oh, HF bands. If well, it's on all HF bands, uh, even and six meters and six meters and VHF and you, yeah, you yeah. can use it anywhere. Um, I've even, I've even worked FT8 on 60 meters. Um, so, so that is a possibility if you, and I don't remember if the 991 does 60 meters or not. Should. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I believe it does everything. Yeah. So, so if you want to have some interesting contacts, cause, cause 60, the propagation of, I mean, everybody's, you know, once you sort of get into operating on HF, you, you kind of know like what the propagation is like on 10, 20, 30, 40, 80, 160, but 60 can be kind of like six. It, it's kind of weird and all over the place because not a lot of people are used to using it. So. Okay. Well, thank you. Very informative guys. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Ted in the chat room mentions PSK reporter, which is a great place to find, uh, where your signal is going. Um, a lot of applications will automatically report what you're hearing or what they're hearing <laughs> to, uh, PSK reporter. So you can go there and you can put in your call sign and you can see who is hearing you. So that's yeah. a nice way to, uh, figure out where your propagation is. And Grid Tracker will overlay that, that, that herd information from PSK Reporter as well. So that's kind of a nice, uh, nice little addition to the mapping tool. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Let's not forget FT4. I have not, I have not done a lot of work on FT4 yet because not as many people are using FT4 as are using FT8. It's the exact same algorithm, the exact same packet, um, transmission technique. It's just done in half the time so yeah, it's good good for contests and stuff like that where you're kind of deal with the uh, pileups and, and and fun stuff like that right and then there's also the the fox hunting mode or whatever they call it or the fox and hound i'll fix you yeah fox and hound where where somebody who's using fta can operate multiple simultaneous contacts and things like that it's uh yeah the world of fta is taking is taking over <laughs> But I mean, if you if you want to do rag chew on HF, you want to just talk to your buddies on eighty meters. You know that's that's still a thing too. <laughs> it's just uh, with the solar cycle sort of as depressed as it is right now, everybody's kind of flocking to the weak signal stuff. But it is what it is. So we do have KM4 HSD in the channel as well. He's muted though, so we might have to fix his mic. But uh, he's in here. Listen. Okay. Cool. Live. Yeah, listening live and possibly talking live. Excellent. All right. So um, we can always uh, talk more about FT8 if there's more to talk about later on. Um, I threw in here to talk about the beam that I have here. Um, the club that we've mentioned over the past few episodes, uh, SMARC, Southern Missouri Amateur Radio Club, or Southwest Missouri Amateur Radio Club, or whatever the hell it actually is. Uh, what? <laughs> Southwest. Southwest. Yeah. Um, when they came out for winter field day, they brought a portable 
uh, 10, 15, 20 meter beam, um, on a, that was mounted on a trailer, like a crank up, tra- uh, tower on a trailer. And they said, well, since it's here and we don't really care about it, you can use it <laughs> until, <laughs> yeah, until the next uh, contest, right? until, <laughs> yeah, uh, field day. Exactly yeah. Yeah. Until field day. So I have it until field day. Um, then I have to give it back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's been kind of fun. Uh, they left me enough coax to, uh, actually run it into the house here and, um, I, they, uh, <laughs> I'll go ahead and uh, let this out of the bag if they want to, if they want to shoot me over it later, that's fine. I don't care. Um, but when they brought it out for, for winter field day, um, of course the tower is about 25 feet tall and then there's a 25 foot, uh, intersection that you can crank up to make it, you know, 50 feet tall. <laughs> and, um, so when they were out there for, winter field day they had they had two guys taking turns cranking the thing up because it goes up at about a millimeter an hour (laughs) (laughs) the the worm gear that actually cranks the thing up is just like ludicrously like low ratio right uh so when i got around to putting it up i just uh took a 1930 seconds uh socket onto the center of the handle and just use a drill to crank the thing up and it went up quick (laughs) (laughs) no actually steve said something about you could use a drill to get it up okay well good because that's what i did (laughs) so that saved me about two hours of cranking (laughs) (laughs) um i i did figure out that i forget what the name of the the beam is it's like a it's a well-known standard aluminum three element yaggy it's got um, traps on it yeah yeah so yeah. it's probably a mosley 33 mosley that's it mosley yeah. ta 33 yep that's the one why would i know that everybody uh, has those yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> except for rocks oh, well yeah. no i have oh, one I now have for one. a few months <laughs> um but when we set it up for field day they didn't tell us anything about it and so we just threw the elements on there like whichever way we wanted <laughs> and uh yeah, that doesn't work very well, by the way. <laughs> uh, well, well, you only got three. There's one important one, and then the yeah. other two are, you know, extra. Well, we did put the driven element in the middle, but as far as, like, spacing and all that stuff, no one really gave a crap. So we just used the tuner to figure it out, <laughs> <laughs> and no one was really operating anyway. But then, so so I actually read the manual <laughs> and uh, put the elements the way they're supposed to be, <laughs> and it's funny how much it matches up <laughs> <laughs> when the elements are in the right place <laughs> yeah so i can use it in in the entire um voice portion of 10 15 and 20 all without a tuner so I, it's it's really a good antenna yeah we used to use that uh on all the contests uh in my club in uh naples all the time we had uh, two of them and uh they were great so i have um i have the dx70 that you lent me hooked up to it and i've just been doing a little ssb work with it um it's uh on a manual rotator which is a 50 foot length of nylon rope so (laughs) (laughs) hardcore (laughs) honey go out and turn the antenna i'm working china yeah so if i want to work like new england i go turn it in the morning point it northeast and then i wait till the sun sort of heads over towards uh, the west coast and then i swing it around over towards california (laughs) um but well, you'd be amazed at how many people don't realize that's how you have to point your antenna. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you follow the sun with the, the uh, with the 20 meters. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, 
I figured that much out anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, we had many times at uh, the World Scout Jamboree. I'm looking at the antennas like, why the hell are we pointing over there? <laughs> <laughs> Who's he expecting to contact? And you go in there like, yeah, we can't get anybody. <laughs> well, well you're still pointed pointing to anywhere. Europe. Yeah. Uh, and it's the, you know, it's the late afternoon. You got to point the other way. You're going to get, you know, California, Texas, all the other stuff, you know, just point the other damn way. <laughs> uh, Ted calls the, calls it the Armstrong rotor. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's effective. So it is, it is effective. And I mean, the nice thing about it is I was able to, to mount the, you know, to assemble the antenna, to mount it on the mast, of course, when it's uh, laying over and then tilt it and crank it up all by myself. So, I mean, cause the antenna, while, while large, only weighs probably 30 pounds so yeah russ doesn't let me touch anything like that because i usually i've got such an electrifying personality <laughs> i usually blow stuff up so yeah but um it's been nice with the dx70 because i don't have to tune it you know because the antenna is, is tuned it's resonant on those three bands yeah. so uh, and it's been running fine no problems oh yeah no, no problems at all awesome uh, good so little radio gotten a few gotten onto a few like uh worked all states nets and uh like OMS and stuff and uh was kind of and tried for a couple of uh special event calls as well using it so it's pretty cool I'm, i mean i'm enjoying it i i never been a huge fan of uh yaggies especially ones that don't have an automatic rotator um <laughs> for the obvious reason but <laughs> um it's still kind of nice to have a different antenna up in the air so yeah, it's amazing the the difference you get with that. You know, it's uh, it's a uh, probably a lot lot better uh, to work that than uh, your uh, your dipole on uh, twenty. Yeah, my dipole does pretty well on twenty though because the the actual elements are where they're supposed to be. It's when when I'm on the eighty meter part of it that uh, oh, yeah. it doesn't work that well. <laughs> but at least you get your signal the same amount of signal, but you got to direct it and you got some gain. Where the dipole, you don't really have any gain. Right, right, exactly. I, I forget what the the gain specs on the the DXCCR, but I think it's a maximum of like three dB or something. So, um, but yeah, I, I know it's fun just to to actually have both rigs here and having one doing FT8 and the other one where I can be on SSB or whatever uh, at the same time. It's pretty, pretty cool. And uh, yeah, other because the multifunction knob on the DX70 doesn't work. Um, yeah, I'm glad you told me about the using the mic buttons because <laughs> that actually uh, works really well. Solves a lot of problems. <laughs> it does solve a lot of problems. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, the radio is old. <laughs> it's hey, it still a, works great. So it's been a, it did a, a lot of lot of uh, contests uh, in the jungle or in the swamps of Florida. So I'm surprised it works at all after all these years. <laughs> uh well i appreciate the the lend uh both from smark for the antenna and for bill for um and i do have my uh my hamstick dipole for six meters and one of these days uh, that's actually going in the air (laughs) sweet yeah six is gonna be uh gonna be open here soon i could actually put it on that same mass that same crank up mass with the beam but uh, I have to get another length of coax. I'm short of coax. Yeah, right I don't now, think. So. I don't think. I'd put it like right below your vertical, your you know little VHF vertical. It, it doesn't need to be that high. Twenty feet is probably fine. Yeah, people argue about that, but yeah, twenty feet's fine. <laughs> well, then, then when I it's have open, to get up there and fine. actually <laughs> and deal with my vertical and my my dipole, which I need to do, but that that requires crawling on roof and that kind of thing. And yeah, 
not not real hyped about it <laughs> so oh you're putting it in there it's like we're both going for it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just saw him typing i was like oh, i'm gonna put it on there <laughs> welcome tom to the uh to the foray here yeah for hai just joined us in the chat room and you're welcome to join us on the mumble we'll shoot that information to you if you want to get in um but with that i'm going to stop talking about 10 15 and 20 meter on my antenna and we should probably mention hamvention <laughs> um hamvention has told us that our booth rent will be going up we don't know to what yet because they haven't decided <laughs> because they yet, haven't apparently. yet decided what they're going to jack it up to but along with that we're wondering will there even be hamvention because some very large events uh aka south by southwest have been canceled due to coronavirus and hamvention so far has not said whether they're going to consider not having an event due to uh the covid19 scare that's going on um but what i'm going to say is we're going to proceed as if there will be a hamvention so we uh, definitely still need those donations to come in uh, because our money is not going to go as far this time because we're not going to get a break on the booth or it, as big a one as we were getting. And by the way, if for some reason Hamvention does not happen, the money will be set back for next year. Yeah, that's it's what I was like going to say. Too. It, yeah, so. no, if, if, if Hamvention, you know, whatever money we bring in, if Hamvention doesn't happen, we'll keep it and we'll put it towards next year. So if we get the whole thousand, then we won't have to have a fundraising campaign at all for next year. Well, well just, assuming that Hamvention doesn't really jack up big prices. Well, right, assuming they don't go like completely crazy. Yeah. Um, but you know, and if we're a little bit short or whatever, then whatever we get, we'll just put forward to next year. And if so, we may only need you know two hundred dollars next year or whatever. Yeah, we're almost halfway right now. Four seventy-five, I think it was a little yeah. bit ago. Four seventy-five. Yep. So we're almost fifty yes. percent. So. Yeah, so thank you everyone that has donated and just keep yes. on sharing and maybe uh maybe they won't cancel it. So hopefully uh we'll get to go. <laughs> I think I think you know we got those those two big donations at the beginning and I think that's maybe scared a lot of people off, but then the small ones started coming in and that's really where it helps. Yeah, yeah. even even ten or fifteen. Ten, bucks, fifteen, yeah. twenty bucks, twenty five bucks, whatever. It's funny how quickly it went from two hundred dollars up to five hundred with those little donations. Right. Yeah. 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 So that that's where it's at so well, and a lot of people can't afford to fork out a hundred dollars but they can't afford to fork out 10 uh, yeah exactly so, yeah. exactly and that's all we're asking for 10 bucks all we need yeah 10 bucks from you know 100 people it's we're a thousand bucks yeah, we're done. yeah. <laughs> so um yeah it doesn't take long and we really appreciate all the help um like i said our money is not going to go quite as far this year uh but we hope there's an event and um we hope well, yeah. currently they're saying that there will be an event, right? But well, I, you know, obviously that may change between now and May, but but obviously you know the contingency now, so there's that. So please yeah. keep sending in those donations. We appreciate it, and uh, hopefully this uh, COVID thing won't go to unreasonable proportion. Well, it's already there, but I mean, let's hope it doesn't just go go like completely, off completely, <laughs> yeah, uh, off the Richter scale. Yeah, I mean, we we just heard what a little while ago unconfirmed <laughs> that Vasalia DX conference is uh is being canceled. So yeah, um, it's not unheard of that they will cancel a ham radio thing. So uh, 
We'll nope. just uh, keep crossing our fingers and hope everything comes together. And hopefully they'll let me reschedule my flight. If uh, <laughs> From what I understand, <laughs> from what I'm reading, all yeah. airlines are doing that. Yeah, so. for most things, if something gets canceled due to COVID, then they're being pretty lenient about it. So, yeah, they're letting you reschedule without a fee or whatever. So right. right. That'll be nice. I'll, uh, I'll keep that in mind. So, but all right. So Bill has in here a bullet point about new toys. What are you talking about? What new toys do you have? Well, uh, and they better uh, not be sex toys. <laughs> funny, funny. Anyway, oh, yeah. so, uh, he's old those, and married. They don't yeah. do that anymore. So. What's that? Do they have those? Oh my gosh. <laughs> now I, uh, I, uh, I pulled the trigger on another Raspberry Pi 4, 4 gig RAM. Um, and I also got a screen. I don't know why. I just, it was so cheap. I just got the little Theron screen for another project. I'll probably use that for the one I have sitting in here, uh, to do a little side project, but I, I bought another one so I could have a clean one to, uh, to mess around with for, uh, National Jamboree. Haha, I'm going to talk about scouts. Oh, God. Because <laughs> uh, my plan this year is that all the stations uh, doing logging and whatnot will all be on Raspberry Pi 4s that we'll actually bring. So we don't have to deal with uh, the random hodgepodge of crummy laptops that they end up giving us <laughs> that we have to uh, almost wipe and, and get running for everything we need and then deal with uh, people messing around with it because it is Windows and uh, people like putting lots of apps and stuff like that on there. So I figure I'm going to have a pretty locked down uh, little Raspberry Pi 4s all fanned out so they can survive the heat in West Virginia. And uh, I also uh, received probably a month ago now. <laughs> it's still sitting in my garage in the Pelican case. Um, one of the uh, one of the loaner stations from ICOM. So I actually have an IC7300 power supply and everything else still in the box. <laughs> <laughs> to uh to hook together and get all configured for uh for national uh, national jamboree and uh yeah i haven't <laughs> i haven't opened either one <coughs> sorry oh, swallowed i wrong <clears throat> anyway yeah so uh so i'm going to be playing with those two probably over the probably once i get my taxes done and uh and uh probably have something to report on that i know don uh uh does the uh does the ic7300 and also the raspberry pi so i'm gonna assume that everything will just work beautifully and i'll uh i'll kind of document uh what i do and uh and any successes or failures that i have along the way and uh, I, I i suspect i won't have many failures but uh it should just work which will be nice um and this time we're running uh single sideband and cw for the most part so there won't be uh i won't even be bothering with uh digital um, we found in the past that uh, even though we get some small amount of excitement from FT8 and uh, working, uh, you know, all these places with no talking <laughs> and just dribble on the screen, uh, it's not very exciting to show to people. Um, so this year for uh, showing digital modes, we're basically going to set up a, a couple of web SDR units uh, stations that will hook into a, either a private web SDR off site so it, it doesn't interfere with the rf that we have generating there in our uh in our tent area um we do have uh we do have an ethernet into uh into the tent so we have a pretty solid connection we don't have to deal with uh, the shared wi-fi that everybody on the planet uses over there and it gets saturated when you have about you know twenty thousand scouts all using their uh, phones <laughs> in uh in close proximity to all the wi-fi points so um 
So yeah, so I got I got the got the rig, got the re or the computer, and uh, I'm gonna get things configured and uh, hopefully have uh, hopefully have that ready for uh, for next year. Um, yeah, I'm kind of kind of excited to finally play with the the 7300 here at the house. I'll get into the antenna and stuff like that, but uh, right now I still have the uh, the Yezu hooked up to the antenna, and I don't think I've I've worked a contact since January on it because I've been too busy with other stuff, but uh, I'll definitely start uh, getting the other one on the air and, and testing everything out. All righty then. <sighs> <sighs> like, wow, you have to breathe now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I finally got a puff of my cigar. There. Was... Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm really liking the, I got, yeah, I got, I think I got the, the, the whole like, little desktop kit, um, you know, without the keyboard mouse, obviously, but, uh, um, the whole kit was like 70 some odd dollars or something like that for the Pi 4 with the uh, four gigs of RAM case, fan, heat sinks, um, SD card. I think it was with a 32 gig SD card or something like that in the kit. It's one of the, uh, the, the starter kits or whatever. So, uh, yeah, ordered on, on, uh, I think Amazon or something like that. Can't remember where I bought it. <laughs> right. <clears throat> yeah, people, one thing that I, I love about like the pies and stuff like that, um, is that people don't realize that how much power there is in a little teeny weeny box, basically. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, we, we had a friend that w- taught computer science at the local college and he was like, nah. And we're like, no, just get a pie. Just do it. And he's <laughs> like, all right. He's like, okay, I spent, you know, like my 40 bucks or whatever. And then he was, n- now that's all he talks about. Yeah. <laughs> you're like all right whatever. they're kind of fun so. to play with and especially if you're not you know not familiar with linux or whatever it's a good place to start learning uh in a fairly uh fairly friendly uh friendly setup and uh it's definitely powerful to run just about any application right. and the, the 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 newer one obviously is uh even better with doing multitasking and stuff like that so being able to run more than one thing at a time uh, it gives you a lot of uh, overhead, and I think there was just even a recently a price drop too on the two gig model. So I think like you can get the two gig model now for that forty dollar price point, right? So that that's even better. So you can kind of get a pretty beefy machine to start with, pretty easy. Yeah. Didn't didn't they just up the base? Um, they they up the RAM right? Like you don't yeah. get it with one gig now. It's yeah, it thirty five gets you two. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's the new uh, the new update and the price scheduling, which is great because like yeah, I mean people, it's if the more RAM's available, why not buy it? Yeah. <laughs> like who was who was buying the one gigs anyway? It's like no one. Yeah, we only had to buy that because that's all that was available. Available, in, right? In the Pi Three, right? That's why. Yeah, when the Pi Four came out, right? So the four gigs went what in the first fifteen minutes. <laughs> uh, that's why I still don't have one. I was like, ah, screw it. And then they started talking about like the Poe thing. Or not the POE, what was it? The USB-C, some adapters may or may not work. I'm like, all oh, right, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a good year and we'll deal with it on Rev2 when the boards come out. Yeah, so then I haven't even checked my new board to see if it's the old board or new board, but I think it's the new one. The one I currently have, I believe, is the old one because I bought it uh, in the first day or so when it came out. So I got bit hard on the, the Pi 1. My Pi 1 is so old that it doesn't have the mounting holes. Mm-hmm. So you literally cannot put it in anything because all of them are like, oh, you've got the little holes in the circuit board to mount it. And I'm like, no, I actually don't. Yeah. Yeah. So the next Jamboree uh, was asked in the chat room is uh, next summer. It's uh, t- summer of 2021. So I'm currently hiring uh, 
radio scouters for that. And I have, uh, let's see, including myself, I have uh, six and a half. So I got uh, one half, uh, meaning uh, he's one week or instead of two weeks. So, um, yeah, recruiting is going slow, but we're still early in the process. And uh, I know I got several uh, several apps out there, probably 10 more that haven't filtered through the council levels because you have to go through council approval and everything else to get on staff. So that, that generally does take a little extra time. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can, uh, if you're interested in doing that and getting involved, uh, definitely visit the uh, k2bsa.net site. And has all the information up there in the post and our previous activities. So you can see what we do there and everything else. And it helps if you're already uh, a scout member, <laughs> even a member at large of some committee and stuff like that works out well. Or a radio merit badge counselor. You have to kind of go through some of the hoops to get your youth protection training and, and stuff like that ahead of time and get a scouter ID. And uh, then and the application becomes fairly uh, simple at that point. And all of this will be stricken from the main show. Uh, <laughs> we are filling because you were getting a drink. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I had to uh, reload, as it were. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we couldn't have an episode without mention of the Boy Scouts and the KGBSA anyway. So, Of course. Of course. Of course. I always you, need to mention that. You've only been doing it 166 times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the record it's yeah. a <laughs> call guinness yeah 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 well, we, should, we should mention that the bill's been here half of our episodes well almost not, not quite almost. Well, almost almost yeah 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 so Which is but that just cool. shows how many we've done in the last uh four years yeah yep so and it's been quite a few more than you did in the first, uh, what, uh, let's see, what is it? Uh, Probably 11, six years. Eight, yeah. eight or six, seven years, something like that? You I think it's seven. Like in what, we started in October of 2008. Yeah. Or eight? Yep. Yeah. Wow. So we're at 11 and a half years right now. So, yep. so yeah. So other than myself, uh, Bill has been here longer than anyone. Even Richard. Because we fail at running him off. Yeah. <laughs> he puts I'm up just... with both of us fighting with each other at Hamvention. I'm like the coronavirus. I just don't go away. Yeah. <laughs> and there's definitely no cure. So yeah. he, he needs a gold star for putting up with us at Hamvention. As, as he walks by and goes, all right, you two, what shut are you up. talking about? We need a gold star for putting up with his ass. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Halfway yeah. through Friday, he's drunk off his ass. And we have to... <laughs> <laughs> that was the best um, hand ever. <laughs> you know, this, this last year, between the two bottles of whiskey that we had and the two of you being drunk off your ass and me going, oh, my God, I feel like a chicken hurting right now. Because <laughs> I'd look up and go, where the hell did Bill go? And I'd be like, where did Russ go? <laughs> it was a good hand mention, I'll say that. Yeah, I don't remember much of it. but uh... <laughs> I asked Russ the other night, I was like, so are we going from here with booze or we're going to stop and buy it he's like no no bill and i will stop in indianapolis and buy booze oh yeah <laughs> buy some more local yeah. whiskey for sure yeah definitely got to taste the the local stuff so absolutely uh although we'll probably pass on the tom spoolery this time around we'll get something else well, yeah, we, yeah. we should probably ask hutch for recommendations on what liquor store to he drinks to. beer oh for hutch? liquor stores yeah stores sorry um, yeah, that's just a big Abita fan because that's a that's a that's you know a, New yeah, Orleans Louisiana thing. So, but, all right. Although, well, didn't you guys have a Abita when we were there this last year eating? I didn't. Oh, but I, I Bill? Didn't. 
Yeah, we no, were making cocktails. He had, had some sort of special thingy. cocktail that he was making. Well, and I had a hurricane. Right. Um, yeah, we had too many of those cocktails while we were there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, that, that hurricane was a little strong. I was like, we. <laughs> Russ and I look like we were escaping from AA or something like that. Oh, well, yeah. You know. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I'll take another. Anything we ask, yeah, we just say yes every time. Yes, I'll have another. Yes, yes. yes. How many did we have? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the tomfoolery that goes down at so you guys definitely need to come to that uh we we went to how many selves two three three, three selves yeah. so the first not the first one we went to second, two three and, and four yeah. two three and four yeah um that was when it was still in south carolina so yeah, i've wanted to go back but it's a 13 and a half hour drive from here to to self so it's uh it's quite the time investment you know we the, can the do last time we went yeah we got home, and the next morning, I wrecked the car. Yes, I know. Yeah. So, See, the nice thing about Dayton is Dayton's 10 hours, or maybe a little less than 10 hours. It's 10 hours if you include the time change. Right. But we, we, also, we, stop, we stop in, in Indianapolis. Indianapolis and have a, night, a really nice Cajun meal with a lot of alcohol and a hotel stay. So it makes the trip Yeah, really, the, ne- really the nice. next morning, it's like an hour and 10-minute drive over to Dayton. Yeah. So, but so you know, we get we get fooded and liquored up the night before, and you know, crash at the, well. Usually, crashing at the hotel includes Russ and Bill putting something together. <laughs> oh, we do have another TV. Stand yeah, we got another TV stand too, to put so. together in the hotel but, this year. But yeah. we are totally old pros at it now because it's exactly <laughs> yeah. the same one we did. So yeah. <laughs> In that 500 pound box and yeah, yeah. So, yeah they are kind of heavy yeah but, hey it worked out well that was, that was a nice stand once we got it assembled put together yeah so yeah so we got we're gonna have two tvs this year yeah we're gonna ditch the banner and do two, two TVs. TVs one with just the one's gonna on be it. like the banner and the powerpoint and the and then we'll have the other one where we can do demos and stuff so cool cool and we we're gonna to buy the tv we're gonna so. ditch the uh the netbooks too oh nice so yeah they're just too yeah it's just they're getting so old (laughs) (laughs) poor baby well it's less stuff to bring right you're gonna bring bigger stuff yeah well uh, we're we're hoping we're gonna have two 55 inch tvs they're each gonna have a chromecast so we can you know just broadcast directly to them yeah um and and of course we want to hook up a pie to it we can do that too um and then we'll just whatever we want to show on the second one we'll just connect to it with the chromecast either from my laptop your laptop whatever whatever right so yeah yeah i think i think we're hoping to have everything down in one of those big rolling totes plus the tvs and the stands i think that's i think yeah that's the that's the hope oh oh we should i guess we should we can talk about some of the stuff because we're just talking about random stuff so yeah (laughs) um so we i, I got to get with don and he's here so i think i think what we're going to do is do 100 of our distribution dvds just 100 and then what we're going to have is we're going to have a usb stick replicator so and and usb sticks so you'll be able to donate to the program and pick up a usb stick that we'll be able to write the distro onto or bring your own USB you can just stick. bring your own usb stick and we'll make a copy of it right there for you so that'll be nice yeah 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 <clears throat> uh, yeah that way yeah they can just bring it whatever because i found bring a bunch I found, of this. <laughs> yeah i found a um i think it's a i think it's an eight to one replicator mm-hmm. for like 200 bucks 
So, or a one to eight replicator. Nice. So that'll be super handy. And, uh, we'll, we'll have sticks with a couple of the different distributions. Like we'll have uh, a couple of different desktop options or whatever. Um, so people want to try different things. They can just pop a USB stick into the replicator and walk off with a distribution. So that's sweet. Yeah. And come back in like three minutes and pick it up or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, but we will have some DVDs because, I mean, I know some people will still need them, <laughs> but we're not going to go like completely ape like we did yeah. on the DVDs. I think uh, I think a hundred is all we're going to have. And then we're going to try and focus on uh, doing everything by uh, USB stick. So, yeah, <sighs> was that I think that's all we had to say about that. We do. We, we still have a lot, a lot of merch. We've got those little, uh, you know, little buddy things. We've got the pens. We've got the shot glasses. Uh, stickers, pint glasses, uh, stickers, stickers. Yeah, we got stickers. stickers. Yeah, so we'll have all that. We stuff. don't have many glasses left, though. That's okay. They don't. They don't go that fast. Yeah. Well, they're they're, they're, they're kind of they're kind of hard to carry around. I have mentioned. I wouldn't want to carry one around. There's too many people. And, you know, yeah. Too much crap that you're picking uh, up. However, and, yeah. I will say that if anybody got one of the colored UV printed uh, glasses. <laughs> Bring it with you, and we will replace it. We got all the glasses fixed. Well, except Gene is really not going to be able to get there from Taiwan. Well, that, but, and I'm, I'm sorry, Gene, but I'm not sending a glass to Taiwan. You have no idea how expensive <laughs> that would be. Well, it's it not like Gene doesn't a... have family in the U.S. That's right. If yeah. you can send somebody to Hamvention, we'll gladly get you a well, glass. Well, we, we can even send it to We can mail it to them, so... Yeah. But, Tom says, you gave me a beer glass, and guess what? I haven't seen it for a while. Stepdaughter stole it from me. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that's a problem we can't fix. <laughs> so, um, but I was anyway. thinking of getting uh, coasters, too. Might get some coasters made. Uh, I, coast- I, these, these coasters were fairly cheap yeah, that these I are, had made. These, yeah. these have lasted pretty good. It's, the only problem with them is they're soft. Yeah, they're not they're like, cork. They're soft they're like rubber. rubber. Yeah, so they stain kind of. But oh, well, these will be just them. regular coaster coasters. You know, they won't last. But <clears throat> if they go on sale again, I'll pick some up. I'm gonna. I gotta take the logo and wrap something in a circle around it. So right. I'm gonna do is some this, fancy uh, gimping. Is the coasters through Sticker Mule? Or? Yeah. 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 Okay. All yeah right. Every once in a while, they go on sale for you know. A bunch for like twenty bucks, free shipping. So, I, are they like the typical cardboard coasters like you get at a bar? Yeah, or something? exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, oh, those are cool. We can just give those away or something. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that they're they don't, they're not that expensive. So, yeah. <clears throat> so I'm gonna try to do that. And um, like I said, I'm gonna work on the design. I was I was just gonna make some because they they went on sale. I don't know, like last month or the month before or something like that. I was like, just gonna, oh, I'll just throw the logo on it. And, but then I was like, oh, I kind of want some more stuff on there, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And then I'm like, oh, how do you? put wrap text around a circle so uh so i got the instructions to do it in gimp and i'm gonna i'm gonna do it eventually <laughs> probably the day they go on sale i was like okay now i gotta frustrate okay i gotta make the mask and then put the thing around the mask and blah blah, blah. <laughs> all right yeah um, and, and we only take donations for all the stuff we have recommended donations well some are minimum donations obviously because the glassware is expensive and stuff like that right, right. but we'll have uh stickers i got the uh, 3d looking stickers as well so uh, I got I got a hundred of those puppies. Um, so I've got at least fifty or sixty of the original die cuts here. So so we might have enough. Might if it goes on sale, the regular die cuts. I'll probably pick up uh, some more, just to have extras. 
And, uh, you know, generally, you know, a dollar, two dollars or something like that covers the cost of the sticker and stuff like that for a donation. So, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we just give them out too. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that happens with a lot of stuff. Because we're having it? fun and everybody's having fun. And, you know, you know, if you think it's too much for a sticker, then whatever, we'll just give you a sticker. <laughs> if, you, if you come by and tell us how much you love us and that you listen yeah. to every episode of the show, then you'll probably get something free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, that's where we pick up the extra, you know, the small, small pocket change to, to help pay for everything else that kind of comes up as we're there and stuff like right, that. Yeah. And, you know, yep. And we appreciate it because we like to be fed when we're there too. So yeah, dinner is nice, even if it is a dollar McChicken. But yeah, yeah sometimes it is. Yeah. <laughs> the awful waffle or something the awful like that. Waffle, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. We've only done awful waffle once. So yeah. that was when we were at uh, oh, it was uh, right Washington next door. Courthouse. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was, right yeah, next, it was next door to the hotel. Yeah, that and was. Then we it, did the uh, what was the the KFC was over there too or something. Yeah, like KFC that. and Taco yeah, Bell. Yeah, we had to wait yeah. forever in a day for the chicken livers because they're. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I went over to Taco Bell. And yeah, you went to Taco yeah. Bell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Russ are like I'm sophisticated. KFC. <laughs> You're like no Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, we did. Didn't we do awful waffle before I tested for my general? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. we we walked over to waffle waffle and then we walk across the street from our hotel for to, me to, to test. the other hotel yeah. right yeah they actually texted us says hey we're here we're in the lobby yeah <laughs> oh and I, we kind of glossed over this before but i think we should mention it again that chris said that this coming saturday he's going to go for his general general yeah so that's cool so he'll he'll be able to use that ft 991 that he just bought <laughs> right yeah so that that will be awesome and, i mean you uh, could use it on 10 meters today well, but yeah vhf and uhf well you can use it on 40 and 82 cw only but <laughs> yeah i actually thought don't the, have an antenna up yet oh okay <laughs> we gotta get that <laughs> i actually thought the tech test was easier than the or the general test was you thought the general was easier than the tech yeah well it's because i was going into the tech blind basically i didn't right even though i had studied i really didn't know anything well, you got help so, from uh, Dan KB6NU too. So. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Those those books were definitely a godsend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you know, if well, anybody more like is a Dan send, well, but. Dan something, send. right? Yeah, <laughs> Dan send. Yeah. No, if anybody is listening to this and they want, they haven't tested yet and they want to, definitely go out and get the books because his the questions are written with the answer like highlighted or in bold faced. So, you know, it is say like, you know, blah, 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 you know, uh, FT8 or whatever will be, you know, and black boldface, you know, so, you know, that's the answer to a question that might revolve somewhere, you know. Well, that's come so, up in the Discord chat actually several times lately when people have been talking about testing is that you need to focus on the correct answer, yeah. not not any of the incorrect. Answers. Right, right. No, and that's exactly <laughs> it. You know, and the thing is, you know, as I said, all of all of his his review are all of the the statements in the book the book is literally it's in sections by like you know electrical knowledge or whatever but it's the the question is phrased with the answer right there so you know that a question that's phrased like this or exactly like this this will be the answer and i i started studying for my general in indianapolis while russ drove over to Dayton and I passed the test first try that night. So, and they said I, lo- I missed two. 
Is that right? Three? Something yeah, like that. Something like yeah. that. Yep. So. I read uh, my my son to sleep with uh, Dan's extra book while I was studying. <laughs> yeah, it's probably something that would probably exhaust somebody <laughs> to listen to. Yeah. There you go. Doubles is a nighttime story. Yeah. So you can get those thousand books before kindergarten for your yeah, young ones. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, I passed I the extra test. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I passed the extra test two years ago, and now I have to actually learn everything that I passed the test with because I just memorized the question pool. <laughs> so, yeah, well, that, you can do that. You you have the ability to do that. I do not. My brain doesn't work that way. So I used the uh, hamradiolicenseexam.com and just studying for an hour during my lunch breaks at work in about six days, I've got to like 96% or something. Right. Essentially, it's the same thing. I'm studying the question pool it just has uh, explanations before each section about what each thing's about which kind of helped a little bit but i have an electronics background from 20 years ago so right so see it's easier for you yeah Yeah, i I did the same thing i was uh i was majoring in uh electrical engineering in college so you had the ability to yeah and I, i was a tinkerer and a maker and stuff from way back so i sort of understood the stuff but rather than learn all of the radio theory, you just memorize. <laughs> I just memorize the question. Bull is way easier. <laughs> yeah, that's so what I, <laughs> I, I like the uh, hamstudy.org. When you would um, take their practice test, you could go back through it afterwards. And if you got a question wrong, which was the ones that you, you know, obviously you want to study more, they usually had like a tip section and it would like the card would flip. Like the question would move into like uh, a section where people would talk about the like the correct answer you know like how to how to remember whatever that was and that helped me immensely because uh, there were some of those questions in that old the pool i think it wasn't this pool it was the one just before because i got it just before they switched the last time and there were some of those questions where i'm like i don't know how i'm going to keep all of this like in my brain <laughs> well and, see and that was my problem because like the when i studied for my tech or when i studied and took my tech um i was studying at hamvention and our booth for whatever reason which it poured down rain all weekend so the booth was absolutely packed and there were several times i was like sitting over in the corner trying to study and bill and russ would come over and run people off because they were like falling into my lap in my wheelchair <laughs> and they're like hey She's trying to study to test. Give her some space. You know, and I was just like sitting there on my phone going, get these people away from me, please. <laughs> but, you know, if well, I, you that know. was, that was, we were still next to Tom at that point. So right. yeah. that little section of empty space with the door between us and Tom was everyone issue. wanted to sort of Be congregate there. in these right. spots. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Cause he had his camera pointed that way. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. that was the year that I was there. Yeah, it was the first year that they were in Xenia, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yep. yeah. It's the only time I've been to <laughs> to Hamvention. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, and the problem was they ran into an issue because you know Hamvention, of course, offers testing. Um, but when it was at um, the Hair Arena, the testing area was upstairs, and I went over to test. I was just like, yeah, forget it. I'll just I'll go test, see what happens. What's what's going to happen? I'm going to fail it, you know. Um, so I go over and I was like, hi, I want to test. And they're like, can you get up those stairs? I was like, I don't know. Do you think my wheelchair is going to get up those stairs? I don't think so. And they're like, well, if you can't get up the stairs, you can't test. It's like, you've got to be joking. 
I was like, can you guys not make an exception for me? There's lots of people here in wheelchairs and on scooters and stuff. Well, they already have their licenses. And I was like, of course they do, because that's, you know, old hams from back in the 50s or whatever. Are you not supposed to make an exception for me? No, we're not going to do that. So How I was went, a section of the building not wheelchair accessible. It was in it was above in the, church, yeah. the well no oh, at yeah, that yeah, time Hera, it was up Hera. above the arena. arena. Yeah. Yeah, there's like classrooms or something up there and it was that's where they held the testing. So I was going to have to go up the steps for the bleachers that were around the arena which I obviously couldn't do in my wheelchair. Now you should you should you you've told this story more than once but you should you should now give the silver lining which is when you actually got around to taking the test you got to take it through Laurel which, which is free which was free right so. yeah yeah so i yeah right before like the the summer of or the spring because i have my license now what three years so it would have been like the spring of 2016 i guess i was complaining about it and the fact that you know i don't know what they're going to do now because you know we don't know what the situation is we're going to xenia so a group of laurel testers from new jersey Hello, Charlie 2, Foxtrot Delta. Yep. Popped up and went, we will come and test you. It's like, okay. So then when they got to Hamvention there in Xenia, they couldn't find anywhere to test me. Apparently, the fight with, with Hamvention was she can ride the bus over to one of our, our the church that we're giving the test at or whatever. And they're like, Do you, is your bus handicap accessible? Well, no, it's a school bus. And they're like, yeah, that's a problem. She's in a wheelchair and she has a booth here. So she's not going to be able to be gone for hours. Yeah, well, you guys figure this out. And she's not going to be able to leave because her car's buried out there in the, you know, the exhibitor parking area. So they're like, oh. And they're like, we're here to test her. We just need someplace to test her. If we have to, we'll go sit in her car. And they're like, oh, well, let us look around. And finally, somebody popped up and said that she can use one of the offices that we're using. So I went in, I tested, I failed the first time. I was a nervous wreck. I failed the first time and apparently just completely butchered the test. So they're like, okay, why don't you breathe for a second? We're going to go get you a drink and you need to relax because the questions you missed are stupid. I was like, okay. Yeah. So they went and got me a drink and, you know, they're like, look over, you know, go through the, the practice test on your phone or whatever again. I was like, okay. I sat there, went through the practice test. Um, the daughter of one of the testers was like out in the hallway to keep people from coming in the room. She's was 15, I think, at the time. She'd had her license for several years. She came in, gave me a pep talk, and I'm like, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. Okay, I got it. So they left me, I passed. I think I think they said I missed like three questions. <clears throat> so the next year, instead of them having to go through, they're like, you're doing general next year, right? I'm like, sure, what the heck? You know. So, and they're like, instead of us having to mess with finding you a spot at Hamvention, we'll come to your hotel or you guys can come to ours. Well, it just so happened when we booked hotels, they were across the street from each other. And I was like, well, that's convenient. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they went into their hotel and they're like, you know, we need to borrow like your little breakfast buffet area and we need to keep people out of it. So they're like, okay, fine. Do whatever you got to do. So, and that's where I tested. So well, it worked out well for us too, because we went out and we we're busting neil's chops <clears throat> smoking cigars and drinking while you were taking your yeah ties. yeah so. <laughs> so. so yeah it all worked out and it yeah they're like so you're gonna test next year i was like uh probably not bill and russ are both like no 
No, no, no. <laughs> you, you, you don't, don't need to do it. You don't you know. need your extra. You really don't. I can't even get you to check into the local two meter nets right now. So yeah. <laughs> I don't, we had that discussion driving home the other night. I do not do well driving at night. You know that I, I would have held the microphone for you. Yeah. I was also in the middle of road construction. At the time. <laughs> I definitely didn't want to do that. No, you you just don't want to check into the nets. Whatever. <laughs> you won't let me near these radios in your office. There's no gates or, or locked doors or anything around these radios. Except so. I blow stuff up when I touch it. You know that. <laughs> they're, they're grounded. It's okay. Yeah, okay. That computer wasn't grounded, apparently. If you torch the DX70, that's Bill's anyway, and I don't care. So. Nice. <laughs> it's wow, going to be tough nice. to do it, though. I've tried. tried. <laughs> no, Russ, several years ago, Russ was, like, building a computer. And he was, you know, he said something like, hand me that screwdriver or something, and there was an arc of electricity that went from my wrist over to the motherboard and just fried it. He was like, what just happened? And I was like, the house is dry. And he was like, okay, that, that's, yeah. And he plugged it in. He's like, no, she's dead. She's dead. <laughs> she's dead, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, sorry. <laughs> let's, let's do some so. feedback before this show goes all night. Okay. Let's do some feedback. <laughs> all right. Uh, we have announcements and feedback, which is what we normally do on a deep dive episode. Uh, the first thing I put down here was the Oars Ham Fest. We, of course, mention that every year because the Ozark Area Radio Society is here in town. And well, kind of. It's 10 miles away. Well, Aurora, Mount Vernon, it's all, it's all here. Yeah. So, and of course they have a ham fest every year and it's going to be in April this year. No, it's not. Or no, last, last week in March, I guess. Yeah, it's the same weekend every year. Yeah. And once again, they've, uh, asked, (coughs) damn it, (coughs) asked me to do a talk. So I'll, I'll do a talk. Oh, they did ask you. Well. Because I asked you about this the other day and you said no. So, um, Someone someone sent me an email and said, hey, has anyone asked you about doing a talk? And I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but I can be available to do a talk if you need a talk. And so they said, okay, you can do a talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nice. So, Apparently you didn't look at the calendar because we had stuff going on, but I'll move it around. Um, surely it's not at the same time. No, it's that evening. But... Oh, yeah, that's fine. I'll pro- my talk is probably going to be at 11 o'clock. So. Well, it's what I, there's... And I'm not setting up a booth. So it's okay. just going to be me going, doing a talk, and coming done. home. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Although I may wait for the drawing. Who knows? Um, well, it's not long after your talk. Yeah. So if anybody long. happens to be anywhere near Southwest Missouri on the twenty eighth, the twenty eighth of March, uh, you can meet me because I'll be there uh, for at least an hour <laughs> or three. Yeah. There, there won't be a Linux in the Hamshack booth this time, just because I'm, yeah, I'm not dealing with that there's no nothing ever happens from it so. yeah yeah nothing comes of it it's just a pain in the butt so yeah, yeah a lot of stuff to bring for that you know if you're just doing yeah. talk have some of the stuff there and if they're interested come yeah, yeah, yeah. i'll bring yeah. some cards and maybe a couple stickers or something <clears throat> yeah, have it, yeah have it in the booth or have it in the talk. but anyway a link to the flyer and the information on uh, w0oar which is the club will be in the show notes so if you happen to be in the area it'd be nice to see you not sure what I'm going to let you uh, talk, even with all of the <laughs> virus stuff. Even with all the what? The virus, uh, everything being canceled. Oh, COVID. Um, yeah, we're, we live in a town with 4,000 people. 
I don't think they're quite as paranoid here as they are in other places. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Missouri has three large cities, St. Louis, Kansas City, and Springfield. And we're 30 miles from Springfield. Apparently, Springfield St. Patty's Day Parade was canceled this morning. I'm like, really? Okay. Yeah, People so. are stupid. <laughs> They're going to shut down Branson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Branson to be next. So, Well, we went through Branson a few nights ago, and they, you know what? Empty. There's no one there, yeah, so it's no. okay. <laughs> well, it's, the, the season, you know, as I was telling Russ, used to the season in Branson was Memorial Day to Labor Day. And then they, my parents owned a business there. They pretty well rolled the streets up. Now, and I'm when I say they rolled the streets up, everything closed. McDonald's closed. Red Lobster closed. They were closed over the winter because the locals just wouldn't support the businesses. It's a little Hmm. better now. Um, But Russ and I were down there last Wednesday, I think, for dinner. Mm -hmm. Thursday, maybe. Thursday. Uh, Yeah. And it it was absolutely dessert. We pulled up in the restaurant's parking lot and wondered if they were closed. Oh, geez. (laughs) Because (laughs) there were like, yeah, there's like four cars there. And we're like, are they open? Like restaurant looks kind of dark. I looked at their website. It said they were open, but yeah, they were open. There was like you know a group of people doing like their monthly shoot the breeze meeting or whatever in their little wait you know meeting room, and there was like one other table in the main dining room that had people at it. And I was like, okay, yeah. So, but like Silver Dollar City, for instance, is opening this coming weekend. So that uh, will get that will start off the season. So. I wonder how uh, Top of the Rock is dealing with the coronavirus because they get a lot of their uh, interns from yeah, their cooking overseas. interns are from Asia and Thailand, uh, you know, various <laughs> spots in Asia. So yeah, yeah I'm coming. not sure what they're doing with that. So <laughs> yeah, they're all stuck in Wuhan. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, uh, Bill, you can do this next one because you you caught it in Discord. I didn't, so yeah, yeah. The, John, the nice guy, uh, John Spriggs, sent us a note here on Discord that uh, he meant to say he's been started doing a screencast of him doing Ansible and Vagrant E things, and those are available on YouTube and LBR. I guess they call it library or something. I don't know. Um, the URLs, of course, are in the show notes, so uh, take a look at those. Um, yeah, very, very informative. I mean, we had John on here to doing the deep dive into Ansible and yeah, very, very detailed. And it's nice to have a screencast of everything. So you can kind of watch as he goes along. So yeah, check those out. Very informative. If you're interested in using those tools or you use those tools already. I will create a video playlist of all of his Ansible tutorials or screencasts and put it on our site. So you'll, you can link right to him. Sweet. All right. Um, let's see. What do we want to talk about next? Well, there's this yeah, there's all kinds stuff. of stuff to talk about. So, um, we we mentioned this earlier. I don't know how deep into it we got, but we'll talk about Southeast Linux Fest. Uh, I got an email from them, and I'm sure everybody got an email from them saying that their call for speakers closes this weekend on March 14th. So, if you want to be a speaker itself, you should probably get on it. Uh, and that also means that self is not going to be canceled because of COVID-19. Well, they, it, it, that's not no, no, exactly they, what it says. No, that's exactly what it says. It says, we've been asked by increasing number of people if we'll be holding self due to coronavirus as several major sporting events and things like South by Southwest have been canceled. Um, in addition, there are confirmed coronavirus cases in the greater Charlotte area. So, um, you know, people are wondering, are they going to be having self? And the answer to that question is yes, there will be self. Um, 
they're saying that COVID is similar in transmission and take rate and death rate and all that to yeah, the, the flu, flu which right. it is. Um, and they're saying that like the flu, you know, the instance of, I mean, we've already seen that uh, the spread of the virus is, is slowing down. It's already been confirmed. Um, so by the time self rolls around, they're figuring that this will be kind of like the flu. It'll be on the wane and they're not going to have to worry about it. Um, so they say, plan on coming to self. If you're sick, don't, don't plan on coming to <laughs> self. <laughs> uh, but otherwise they'll have plenty of, uh, you know, hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer and, and all that yeah. kind of stuff, but there will be a Southeast Linux Fest 2020. So plan on going. Yeah, if they're having the same problem there that they're having here, they won't have toilet paper, but they might have hand <laughs> yeah, toilet paper. Yeah, yeah. The Walmart, the Walmart racks here are just there's nothing. It's just empty racks. Yeah, and it's time to get that bidet installed. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, don't get the toilet paper thing. It's like, no, it's toilet paper and paper towels, a hand soap, and hand sanitizer. No one's buying food. Or water. No, it's just <laughs> toilet paper. Yeah, everybody's like, so what exactly are they using the toilet paper for? Yeah. It's yeah. Are, are yeah, are they like you know, rolling up in it every day before they go to work? What are they using it for? So So anyway, yeah. Southeast Linux Fest is a thing. Still will be a thing. All right. So we might as well just do the next one because sure. why not? No, we were talking about it, and I actually listened to the end of the last program right before we started recording this program uh, because we were talking about um, our hedonism topics. And Bill made a passing comment about the fact that he was going to talk about another unobtainium beer because it's a <laughs> local Montana brew. brew. Right. And I said something along the lines of, well, you're just not going to be happy until you find a beer called unobtainium. Well, I actually said IPA, but. Sure. Um, so we got an email from Scott N4JN who says, Hello, LHS crew. Greetings from the Rocket City. In episode 330, Weekender, you all mentioned in passing looking for a beer called Unobtainium. Your quest is at an end. One of our larger local breweries, Straight to Ale, makes just such a concoction. It's a limited release that comes out in December each year and only lasts a couple of months. Bill probably won't like it since it's not an IPA, but I can attest to its deliciousness mostly because it's not an IPA. If you <laughs> <laughs> if you all ever make it down to the Huntsville Hamfest, sadly long after unobtainium season, I would be happy to share with you some of the local microbrewing and distilling that is finally taking place here in the Huntsville area. It's a long story. I love the show and have learned quite a bit from listening to it. Please keep up the great work. 7-3, Scott, N4JN, and a link, of course, to Straight to Ale's unobtainium will be in the show notes. If somebody wants to try a stout called Unobtainium, which I would love to try. Absolutely. So, <laughs> but it's not an IPA, not an IPA. Bill. That's okay. I drink all kinds of beer. I, I, I it don't. Uh, you of like, um, I looked it up. I think it's 20. Oh, wow. That's not bad. Yeah, I think it's IBUs like 20s, uh, which is, um, is sort of on the high side for not an IPA. <laughs> yeah. I've seen um, stouts go as high as like 30. Yeah, yeah, I have two. I have two. Actually, we have a we have a brewery. I don't know if they're still open. I think they are. Uh, called White River Brewing. Um, that yeah. they're they're sort of 
they're in flux. Yeah, the the um, owner died, so I think it's like the kids are deciding whether they're going to continue right. on with it. But almost all of their beer, regardless of what kind of beer it is, is high on the IBU scale. They they really like hoppy beers. So, um, you know, it, we'll, if they're still around, we'll definitely have to get you some because it'll be stuff you like. <laughs> I don't know that that the uh, hibiscus or whatever beer yeah, the IBA. And I will the say IBA. the can for the unobtainium is pretty awesome. Yeah, so. it looks pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyway, hopefully we'll get down to Huntsville or at least talk to Scott or something, or maybe we can have him ship us some, or I don't know. We'll we'll figure something out. But Unobtainium is an actual beer. All righty, then. Bill's <laughs> so, all set. Yep. <laughs> all right. So, uh, the next bit of feedback we have is from Matt, K-R-8-E, and he says, Hey, Russ, thought I would try Cloud, cloud Logout. Uh, I came into an issue I thought you might be able to help with. I planned on using a Raspberry Pi and was happy to see an image for it at their site. First issue was the image did not have the file type .img on it. No biggie. Added it. Tried twice to get it flashed under the SD card, and both times I could not mount the root FS. I get the attached error message. He sent me a screenshot. I put it in my Raspberry Pi, and it does nothing. No boot <laughs> is expected with a bad root. Any idea without doing an entire web server? No, you have to install a web server. <laughs> yes. No, they, they do not. Uh, it's not a bootable OS. It is, it is a web, web server or web site, uh, software. Basically it's a PHP website. And so you need to install Apache and MySQL and follow the installation parameters on that. And then you can boot up your Raspberry Pi and you can start Apache by default and, you know, MySQL by default. And, uh, yeah, just go to your local host, uh, address that you, your web server's at and where you've located it at, you know, probably, you know, HTTP colon slash slash 127.001 and slash whatever. So, uh, yeah, it's rather simple to install on a Raspberry Pi. You can run it with Raspbian or whatever distribution you want to run on your Raspberry Pi, um, that you'll probably have all your other software on anyway. Um, but yeah, it does not, it's not a, uh, it's not an OS. It's not a tag to an OS. And I think the only thing he has image wise would be like a Docker image, which is slightly different. That wouldn't run on a uh, Raspberry Pi anyway. Uh, actually the link on their wiki is to what they call a Raspberry Pi image. Oh, that's crap. Um, the problem is when you download it, it's not an image file, just like Matt says here. And I can't tell what kind of image file it is. I tried to mount it as a loop, a loop back. Um, but it shows a bad super block. So I'm not sure what kind of image it actually is. And I did what I thought was the good doobie thing and asked the <laughs> author of the program to tell me what kind of image it was and got crickets. Crickets, so. crickets, 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 crickets. So they actually have a mad. release. So the best thing that I can suggest, Matt, is simply to... Um, install Raspbian on your Raspberry Pi and just do the, the standard install of cloud log like it would be on any other kind of PC based system. And it should work just fine. I mean, it's literally a LAMP stack application. So, I mean, it should just work like normal. Yeah. I mean, the wiki gives you all the information to install it under Ubuntu or Debian systems. So it should be straightforward. I can't even find a download link for an image. Uh, I found one. It's it, it's there. It exists. Hmm. So well, 
I would I would consider that uh, not usable. Yes, <laughs> we are we are going to do just that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really easy to get it going. I mean, the wiki is straightforward on how to install it on a Linux server, which would be your Raspberry Pi running Raspbian. <laughs> yeah, so, I so, even uh, have it. I even have it running on a non-standard port with an SSL certificate, so you can do all of that with it. Yeah, yeah, that's the easiest way. Don't don't. Don't try to complicate things. It's it's easy enough yeah. to install. You're, you're not going to have any problems getting through it. I can the documentation is good. I can understand being enamored with the idea of having a pre-built Pi image, though. I mean, that is nice. Unfortunately, just, it doesn't work. So <laughs> Yeah, I just don't know what you would get. I mean, would it be just a server install where basically now your Pi you just go to? I would I assume, know. yeah, I would assume it would just be a Raspbian image with uh, cloud log pre-installed. pre-installed and uh responding it to the cloud log.local um address oh somebody else made this image that's probably why it's on a g7 ksc site um yeah i wouldn't do it jeez yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right uh this yeah. next one's for you bill because it's about one of your videos on youtube sweet i should probably read it let me switch back to that tab there you go. <laughs> All right, comment on part two, YouTube video by Stephanie WX3K. Aside from you showed in the video, what is a good method for troubleshooting settings for ports? I followed everything you showed with still no rig com. The interface as, uh, are as good as they work when I boot into Windows. I run a dual boot here in, uh, with Windows, I guess, in Ubuntu 1804. So, uh, yeah, the ports, you probably forgot the, the one step that is listed there in the description and, uh, information in the video, which is making sure your user has permission to access the ports. Although you may see them, you may not actually access them because, uh, Unix or Linux is still, uh, you know, they protect those, uh, dial out sockets and that's what you have to become part of is the dial out group. So, uh, definitely look at the notes on that video. And uh, it should come up in just about everybody's support thing that installs software that talks to rigs. <laughs> so Hamlib, FL rig, everything else that uh, talks to your rig control and your rig uh, definitely needs to have the dial out permissions enabled for your user. Um, if you don't want to do that, you can always sudo the application, but I don't recommend that at all. You could also, if you're feeling really ballsy, uh, change your UDEV to create different permissions for the dialout sockets, but don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> just just that. add yourself to the dialout group. That's all you need to do. <laughs> yeah, it's like user mod space tag G space dialout space your user or something like that. But Actually, I, I, on most systems, all you have to do is add user your username dialout, and that will do it. Oh, that'll just say, oh, your user already exists. I'll just add you to the group. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> or just do the user mod. I think I have the instructions there. Yeah. So. User, user mod <laughs> works. It's just a slightly more complicated command. Anything, any distribution that's uh, Debian based for sure uses the add user command. Mm-hmm. And you can just do add user, my username, dial out. And that adds you to the dialogue group. Now Sweet. remember when you do that, it adds you to the dialogue group, but you do not get dialogue group permissions until you log out and back in. Yes. So make sure you do that too. Yeah, you got to re-auth. So. Yep. Cool. That was the easy one. <laughs> <laughs> and it's covered in the video. <laughs> and, yeah, there you go. Watch it again a few more times. Get those clicks going through. <laughs> but yeah, definitely, uh, definitely uh, easy, easy peasy fix on that. 
Cool. Anything else uh, from the chat room? Let's just I don't know. Let's check the chat room and let's check with the folks here in the mumble with us. Any topics you want to bring up real quick before we uh, shut this one down, or any comments from anybody before we uh, wrap the show? Luckily, silence gets truncated. Crickets, crickets, crickets. <laughs> negative. negative, negative from Chris in West Virginia. What about Don in New York? I've got nothing new. Also. <laughs> <laughs> All it's, right. It's third time. <laughs> yeah, I think that's about the same for all of us. So we we will mention the folks who are here with us in the mumble and in the chat room. We had Don KB2YSI. We had Don KC9ZMY. Uh, we had Chris K8TUX. We had Don, or I'm sorry, not Don, Tony. I, I get used to saying Don. There's so many Dons. Uh, KM4HSD. Ted W A zero E I R and Tom N four H A I Hi. So, Hi. <laughs> um, we want to thank everybody for uh, participating in the show tonight. It was a lot of fun. I think we had a good chat. It gave out some uh, at least quasi pertinent information. <laughs> and uh, if not, <laughs> then uh, oh well. It is what it is. <laughs> Too late to turn back now is what what it is. So with that, uh, thanks, thanks, Chris, for being here. It was good to have you. Thanks for having me. And Don, thank you for being here as well. I know it's bedtime for you, but uh, before you catch some Z's, you can say goodbye. <laughs> 730. All right, fantastic. And with that, we will go ahead and wrap up this uh, quite fun, actually, episode of Linux in the Hamjack. Uh, the episode number was number 331, and we'll do it all again in a week's time. Thanks, everyone, for being here. Thanks for your donations for our Hamvention Fund. We hope to see you all in Xenia come this mid-May. So take care. Don't get the coronavirus, and uh, you know, stay safe out there. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD73. for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. The live show is recorded every Monday night at 8pm Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at url.bcts.info stroke LHS live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or by using the contribute link on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash LHS podcast on the Freenode network and the Discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke discord. You can also drop us an email info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. 
visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a local Linux convention or handfest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info for more information or visit the homepage for details. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism. Shack and the Linux in the Hamshack logo are released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License.